Welcome to the LTUE podcast, a place to listen to panels you may have missed or relive a few highlights. To learn more about next year's symposium or to purchase tickets, visit LTUE.net. And without further ado, on to a session that was recorded at our 2020 symposium. Good morning. How are you? I'm Angie Fenimore. As you probably know by now, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I've signed six-figure book deals with the Big Five. I have a project that um, HBO and Amazon have requested. HBO is ready to green light, green light as soon as I finish, which is very, very soon. Um, I ghostwrite for Forbes and Inc. magazine. Um, I've ghostwritten a lot of projects as well. And... Um, I'm the creator behind Calliope Writing Coach, which is what I'm most proud of. Um, our students really just rock it. It's game-changing. I'm really proud of this. We've been doing it for six years and started around our kitchen table. And we now have over 40 coaches and um, our students right now in the program that's just completing are from Alaska to Manhattan. Um, we present all over the country. We've gone to Scotland and rented a castle. Like... In six years. Really, really proud of this. Um, and I'm a mom and I'm a grandmama. Let me tell you the difference between the two. I would run into a burning building to save any one of them, but my grandchildren can smear poo on the wall, and it's just cute. <laughs> oh, look, she's an artist, just like her grandmama. Right? Okay, so what would you say my brand is? Just like throw it out there, shout it out. Like what comes to mind? And you're not going to offend me. Confident, good. What else? Nobody, nothing? Really? Are you afraid of me already? Yes. Helper, good. Excellent. Coaching and stuff. What else? What comes to mind? Experienced, good. Accomplished, great. Excellent. Well-connected, this is true. Yes. Anything else? Authority, good. So credible. Can we say credible? Okay, good. So let's put all that in one category, credible. And what else? Cool shoes, yes. Very cool shoes, always. Right? So do you also get relatable? Like I'm not like coming at you with something like... I, too, use the bathroom, right? Good. So that's my brand, um, totally. Uh, relatable, incredible, right? What do you think of when I say Britney Spears? What comes to mind? Music, good. What else? Sexy. Sexy. What else? Oops. Very good. Does anybody have train wreck? Train wreck? Okay. Good. Um, Miley Cyrus, what comes to mind when I say Miley Cyrus? What do you think of? Train wreck. Different brand of train wreck. What else do you get? What else do you think? Hannah Montana. Good. Very good. Hannah Montana. Now, Miley Cyrus. Now, what do you see? What? Wrecking ball. Very good. So try on that her brand is not Hannah Montana. That that is her brand. Right? Okay, Taylor Swift. American. What was that? 
girl next door, good. They actually got around the boardroom table um, when she got her start, and they created Sweetest Girl in America. And she's going through a rebranding, obviously, right? And part of that rebranding, and they may not even know this, that they're doing this, right? Um, but part of that rebranding is this Netflix documentary that was just released. No mistake in this. It's called Miss Americana, right? So here's the thing. You have less than one second for people to decide whether or not you're credible. Did you know that? Less than one second. It's a twelfth of a second before they decide whether or not you're credible. Period. Um, and you have a brand right now. Whether you like it or not, you have a brand. Your brand might be, I'm going to sit in the back of the room with my ball cap and my arms folded, and I'm going to be looking, I'm going to be the naysayer in the room, I'm going to be looking for everything that Angie Fenimore says that's just not correct, right? That might be your brand. And we could ask other people in your life, and they might come up with the same kind of description of you. Your brand might be um, really, really eager student, your brand might be count honorable. Your brand might be anti-bullying. Your brand might be, finally, I've got a book deal, and I'm at my first book signing, and I really want to crawl into this table right now. Right? Whether you like it or not, you have a brand. We all do. Okay? So the thing is, is this. When we come from internal what I call self-conscious, meaning concerned with self rather than extra-conscious, which is concerned with what's out there, other people, how I'm going to impact other people. What happens is all that, I don't care what you wear or how you act, all that's going to come out. Okay, We have these things called mirror neurons, human beings. We recognize authenticity. So how many of you have been in, um, you've sat through panels and you've heard uh, different experts? How many of you have seen or been in any other um, presentations on branding and marketing? Good. Did they pretty much tell you here's what you got to do? No? Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so here's what happens is somebody who becomes an expert, they will give you the recipe for how they did it. Here's how I did it, therefore you must do it this way. And then you'll get conflicting advice. Here's how I did it, so you must do it this way. What you've got to look from it are the common denominators. Because once something has been done, it's like a used paper towel. It's not going to work for you, right? Um, Dan Wells. Does anybody know who Dan Wells is? Good. Okay, when I first started coming to LTUE, he was the only one in that, um, that hat, that, um, um, fedora. That's, I was thinking Indiana Jones. And now I'm seeing him everywhere, right? Okay. Uh, anybody know who Johnny Worthen is? Tie-dye? It'd be really weird if 12 of you showed up with tie-dye t-shirts. Can you get it? Can you get it? So you've got to discover what your brand is. Okay, so how you want to do that is you want to actually come from what you're committed to, like who you are. And then that creates an umbrella so that um, 
what you're committed to is the authentic you, and then everything you do falls out from that umbrella. So what we're going to do, we're going to do an exercise in a little bit, not quite yet, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to create the one-liner for our life. Okay, so here's my elevator. This is like who I am. I'm going to tell you how I got to this. I have been, I was going through my fifth divorce, fifth divorce. I lost everything, my house, my car. I had two kids not in school yet, still living at home, four kids at home and all together. And I ended up moving in with a co-write partner of mine, um, all four kids and me in one little room in this little cluster home. She was supposed to be gone for three months that fell apart. And so it's her family, my, me and my kids in this one room, right? But I did the thing that had integrity at the time. And I promise you, you don't get married five times without, like, you finally have to come to a place where you discover you're the common denominator, by the way, if you're going to have anything else. Okay, so I'm not dogging my ex. That's the point. Okay? But I did the thing that had integrity, and I got my kids out of there. Okay? That's what needed to happen. And I did that. And I did that whining and complaining quite a bit. So I was having one of these moments, arms in the air, explain to me, God, why my life's so unfair. But I can't stay there very long. It's like maybe five to ten seconds before it becomes, explain to me why life is unfair. Like, it doesn't work for me that we have war, that we have children starving, that we have illiteracy on this planet. It does not work for me that Thai babies are shoved into suitcases and sold into sex trade slavery. That does not work for me. Okay, so I had this aha epiphany. Being upset that life isn't fair is like being upset that apples aren't blue. They're just not. Fairness is not a condition of this life. So that led me to a new question. Who am I going to be in the face of life's not fair? Well, here's who I am, okay? I am. No more war, no more hunger, no more Thai babies shoved into suitcases and sold into sex trade slavery, no more pockets of wealth and vast expanses of poverty in my lifetime. Okay? That is who I am. That is the elevator pitch of my life, what I stand for, what I'm comprised of. Okay? And I play it like a game, not like upset about this. I mean, I've changed legislation a few times now. I've, I've written books that make a difference. I've done a whole lot. I've gotten principals fired, okay, from schools. I've done a whole lot in my life underneath this umbrella of who I am, right? I'm a proponent for, um, uh, suicide prevention. And I speak regularly. I go home today and I do a podcast with, um, a film producer, um, who also has a, po- a podcast. Um, I have stacks of emails I need to respond to because I've not been paying attention to my email while I've been in, been at LTUE. People asking about suicide and what to do. I lost somebody to suicide. I don't know what to do. I'm on the fence. What's, what are your, what's your advice, right? Everything falls underneath this umbrella, okay? So here's the one-liner from my life. Rock the boat and rock the world. 
I stand inside of that because let me tell you, Angie Fenimore does not put a microphone to her face ever. Angie Fenimore is very concerned about saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, being liked. But rock the boat, rock the world, let me tell you, I can do anything. I can do anything. So what you want to do is create this umbrella for yourselves. And you all know, as soon as I started talking, it's like, do this work for yourself, okay? This isn't even, this isn't about me. Do you know that I'm not here for me? Did you know that? Right? I'm about to make a difference for you because I know you have important stories to tell. And if I can make a difference for you, guess what? You go out there and you make a difference. War, hunger, with your sci-fi. You change conversations. Do you get this? Right? So I know that it's already been coming to you. What is it that you're committed to? Right? Like in the heart of heart of who you are. And then dragons and like everything else is actually underneath that umbrella. So that's what you're going to find. That's what you want to locate. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples here. Um, we had a student who, um, she was a nurse her whole life, and then her and her book is um, Quasine Heart bestseller. Um, she, her husband got Alzheimer's, and it was tough for her. She's an RN. She, um, what she says in the book is that um, she was prepared for anything, you know, nurses prepared for anything. But what she wasn't prepared for is for her husband to not to know her name. And then he burns down the house. It's funny, but it's about caretaking and it's heartbreaking. It's all those things. But something else about Maggie is that she um, loves basset hounds and she belongs to this basset hound network like a hundred thousand members, and she writes Stevie Basset Hound poetry. So Maggie is Basset Hound famous. Okay, she is known in that community, and this is like a commitment of hers. This is where she married her love of writing and her love of Basset Hounds, and guess what? That book is a bestseller because she's known for other things, and of course, if they're dealing with something, they're going to buy that book. They're even going to buy the book just because they know who Maggie is, right? Okay, so um, another one of our students, writer Hunt Clancy, um, she's uh, signed with Metamorphosis, which is the number three deal maker across um, sci-fi fantasy, and um, she just signed a book deal, and she has three little girls at home, and she actually finished that book while she was pregnant with her last one, and so she d she is a genius on Instagram and she hashtags writing with minions and she does these short little videos. They're hilarious. She's at the top of the stairs. Okay, let's see if I can get five minutes in. And then of course her, and she calls her kids the crazies and they are, and she's so prim and proper and sweet. And her kids, her, her husband's Scottish, her kids are really Scottish. Okay. All right? So you're going to look for what is it that you're committed to. She's really committed to family, right? Okay? And to writing and to fantasy. All right? You get it? Okay. So now everybody pull out a clean sheet of paper or your notebook. 
just like that is perfectly fine. Um, I'm going to give you three minutes. So you're going to work fast. Okay. So you can't him and haw about this. You can't be like, Oh no, there's nothing. There's nothing I've ever done. That's valuable. Okay. No, these are all the things that anybody else would look at you and say, I wish I'd done that. This is what your parents might pat you on the back for. This is like what I would say. Wow. That's great. I love that. So you're going to take three minutes and you are going to write down. Actually, I'm going to give you five just because it works with the the time too. Um, you're going to write down everything you've ever done, all the accomplishments. They can be like big, small, whatever, everything that you've done that you're proud of or that you should be proud of if you're not. Okay. Fill that page. Ready? Go. Okay. 20 seconds. Wrap it up. Bullets. One word. Just get it out. Okay, time. How'd you do? Please tell me nobody sat there and didn't write anything down. Raise your hand if you couldn't come up with anything. Okay, raise your hand if you only came up with about three to five things. Good job, I'm proud of you. Three to five? Right here? Is that what you said? Three to five things? Okay, are you willing to share? Okay, say them slowly and loudly because I'm going to repeat them into the mic for everybody. Six months alone in the woods. Has anybody else in this room done that? Six months alone in the woods. Okay, look around. What's your name? Curtis? Look around at the stunned faces that are pretty blown away. Right? Okay, good. What's your next one? Comp yeah, competitive skateboarder. Good. Me? No, never. Anybody else? No, never. Yeah, not in a million years. I took up figure skating, though, when I was 44. I did. I went from, like, hugging the wall, seriously, landing on my butt a lot to where I could leave the ice in six months. I could leave the ice. Okay, good. Next one. Esports leagues? Great. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay, what else you got? Nice. Graduated high school. I'm working on your degree. What kind of degree? An associate degree. Good. Good job. Anything else on there? Awesome. Volunteered for, for homeless around Utah. Can we get a round of applause? Good. Now, what agents and publishers are looking for, film producers are looking for, is why you're the one to write that story. So what are you writing? Nothing yet, right? Well, I got a secret for you. It's in your DNA. You can't get away from it. Good. Okay. Excellent. So do you guys see what it looks like? What, what actually you're proud of? And is there anybody in this room? Raise your hand if you have the same list. Good. Okay. So what you really want to look at is what, what actually is uniquely you against your commitments. And you can tell, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Curtis. You can tell what C Curtis has committed to, can't you? You can see it in there. Okay. And then you match your actions to what you're committed to. And then the book actually falls underneath that umbrella. Okay. So now we're going to take another five minutes or three minutes. I'm going to say three so that we can get to Q and A. Um, 
now what you want to do is you want to take those things and kind of congeal them into like what would fit on a post-it. Okay, a post-it. And this time you're going to look from not just like what you're proud of, but maybe what also lends credibility to why you're the one to write this book. Right? So um, a book that is... Um, about halfway complete of mine is um, The Sparrow's Lens. This is um, investigative nonfiction. I interviewed Dan Lafferty in prison for three and a half years. He killed his sister-in-law and her baby back in 1984 and believed God told him to do it. I've interviewed the entire family. I have gone on many road trips um, in this inquiry of how did, how did this happen? How could this have happened when people in Brenda Lafferty was the victim, Brenda and her daughter, um, when people knew that these brothers were talking about this, how could this happen? And then the bigger question became, how does God allow this stuff to happen, right? So I just had one of those brain things. Hold on. I'm trying to remember why I'm telling you this. Oh, well, you're the one to write the story. So um, when I was, I must have been about 19 or 20 years old when it happened, um, I was walking to work. I lived in Provo. Um, I was walking to work, and I lived. I worked at Los Hermanos, which was kitty corner from the courthouse, and it was the morning of the arraignment. They had arrested um, Dan and Ron Lafferty, and they were being escorted into the courthouse by an entourage of officers. And I'm in that green belt, which used to be just a green belt across the street, and I stop and I look. And Dan Lafferty and I locked eyes from across the street. And I had never felt such darkness in my life. Like it knew me. Okay? So that is the reason I'm the one to write that story. And it was a co-write with Dan's daughter. And uh, like Simon & Schuster wanted this, Macmillan, Random House. But what we kept struggling with is that my co-write partners, and I did all the writing, her chapters didn't match the gravity of the crime. So we've actually separated out our work, and she's writing a book about healing. And I'm writing the investigative nonfiction, Right. But can you see, like, that very much makes me, that moment makes me the one to write that story. Got it? Okay. So, are you ready? I'm going to give you three minutes, and you're going to condense it down. The things that you're proud of, um, they can be funny. You notice I say I'm a mom and I'm a grandmama, right? There's a reason I do that, because I want you to, like, actually get that just because I'm credible does not mean that I'm not relatable. Like... I love you and I don't even know you yet. Do you know what I mean? Like I want you actually to get that or I can't make any difference for you. And that's why I do this. That's the overarching commitment is to make a difference for you so you go out in the world and make a difference for others. Okay, ready? Three minutes, go. Okay, time. Put your pens down, your laptops away. Okay, good. So now you have the start. You have the foundation already for building a platform. Okay, so let's hear from some of you. What did you come up with? What's on that post-it? Yes. Okay, pause. Hold on. Say one of them, and I'm going to repeat it into the mic. Constant student. Fierce mother. Lover of animals. An advocate for older characters. Now, can you see what fun you could have with that on social media? 
right? Okay. So now what you want to do is like, now it's, it's authentic, right? And now you build everything around that authenticity around who you are. Here's what you want to look from now while you're on social media, when you're building a website is the world is going to see it. Okay. Not just your friends. So the way that you want to relate is like literary agents are reading this. Publishers are reading this. People who are connected in the industry are reading this, right? So it's, it's like not necessarily like you've got to relate to social media like this. It's social media. Okay. It's like send a private message to somebody if you want to say, I have a migraine today. Right? Do you get what I'm saying? Now, if you're a foodie, it really does work to post pictures of food. Absolutely. But make it entertaining. Human beings, here's the thing. Here's what we do with our lives. We eat, we sleep, we poop. Mm -hmm. And then we work really hard to have the refrigerator, the bed, and the toilet, and the roof that goes over it, don't we? There are two things that create an experience of a quality life. And they are entertainment and making a difference. Now just see, just like test, anything that gives you an experience of a quality life, your memories, it falls in one or the other of those categories or both. Making a difference and entertainment. Okay, so you want to keep your eye on that and you want to match your actions to this. So let's hear for one more and then we're going to open it up to Q&A. Yes. Okay, pause right there. Fiction editor with a focus on representation and conscious language. Excellent. Now, can you think of some things that you could now automatically start posting about? What could you share? Right? And what are the, what are the, um, percentages? It's resharing other people's content at about one in four posts, right? You want to anything that's viral that matches what you're saying. You want to share that, but say something at the top of that share. Okay. And if you're selling something, you're never saying buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Good luck with that because you're coming from you. You're not coming from making a difference or entertaining other people that's focused on self, self-conscious. So stand in what you just created here, what you're committed to. Stand in that and then share. Okay? And instead of buy my book, it's like what difference this book will make. You think about it. There's a 12-year-old somewhere that's going to read a book now, like right now, that's going to become the president of the United States. That's going to happen. That is happening. There's a 12-year-old that will be the president of the United States someday that is reading a book that's making a difference for them. Like, I'm not even making that up. You know that that's what's happening. Right? Stand inside of that. What difference do you want to make? And it will alter the way that you produce content. It's game-changing. Okay, good. So, Q&A? Yeah? I don't know what time it is. I'm hoping somebody else is in charge here. (laughs) Yes? Yes, good. Okay, good. Now I know where to look for my hands, my five-minute hands, ten-minute hands. Yes, Q&A. Right, right, right. Okay. I got it. 
what do you write? What, what's your genre for adults or for middle grade or for young adult? Say it again. I'm sorry. Young adult fantasy. Good. Young adults are not hanging out on Twitter, but publishers and, and, um, um, agents are right. Where's your fan base? Where do you think they're hanging out? Instagram, Instagram and Snapchat. There's, you know, but there's like, yeah, that's Snapchat, Snapchat, right? Goes away. Say it again. TikTok. TikTok. There you go. TikTok. Okay. So be on Twitter because you want to have a presence, but here's the rule. It's like, um, it's really much better to really nail one or two than to have them be everywhere and ignore. Like you can find my blog for all four of them, by the way, all four of my entries. Don't do that. Do one really, really super well, and it should be where your fan base is. So if you're writing middle grade, who who's going to buy those books? It's not the middle graders. I mean, it might be if it's at a book fair, but the parents and the teachers. So that's where you want to be. You want to hang out where your fan base is, right? And um, young adults, they do buy their own books. So, But you also want to pay attention to where their parents are. So Facebook is not a bad choice. Definitely Instagram. And just check in on Twitter, right? Follow agents, follow publishers, and see what's going on in that world. Okay, good. Next question? Yes, in the back and then next. I feel, I feel you. I have eight Facebook pages. I have eight. I have like 40,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah, so so that's the thing. It's like Twitter. It used to be with Twitter that you could do crowdfire and you could get like... 10,000, you know, followers easily in a month's time, easily in a month's time. You know, um, Michael and I had a contest. This is my sweetheart right here. And Michael is actually a marketing and branding expert. You should know he's worked with Oprah's team. He's worked with New York Times bestselling authors. He is an absolute genius. Okay. So sorry for putting you on the spot there, Darlin. But, um, if you want to chat with Michael, he'll be here with me afterwards, obviously. But, um, we had a contest um, back when you could use Crowdfire. Michael won by a long shot. He's at 40,000 Twitter followers. And we did that in a few months' time, maybe six months max. I'm at 26, kind of hovering there, but that's good enough for me, right, for what I do. Um, so there are long answers to your question that I really can't answer now, but you are at the mercy of... And you do have to stay on top of, you know, what they're doing and the changes that they're making. So whatever advice I gave to you specifically right now might be different in a week. I got you. Here's what I do. Okay, I have a super, super, super private page. This is where all of my political views go. This is where you know, the food goes. This is where I connect with people. And I have maybe 300 friends there. All my other pages I've maxed out at 5,000 and it's a headache, but I do go to all of them and I post all my stuff on all those, but they're very, very public and they're personal pages. And then I have three pages that are for business. So, um, I can answer the question more deeply. Um, in, we have an online course that we are in pre-launch. Um, and like I said, not our first rodeo. Um, 
And if you subscribe to that during LTUE, it is um, $395 in pre-launch. It's $295. But for you guys, we have a special code. We'll give you a flyer on your way out the door um, for $195 just until Sunday night. Okay? And we go into great depth there. And... You can also talk to Michael on the way out. He he does half-day, um, what are they called, honey? Consultations, branding and marketing consultations, and he's a genius. He really is. Um, did I answer your question enough that you're okay? Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Five minutes. Okay. Yes. Um, hold on. There was somebody else over here, and then I'll come here. Was there another question over here? Somebody had their hand up. Okay, we're going to go here and then here. Okay. Yes. Good. Okay, here's here's what we do. I'm going to fire hose you. Um, okay, so the gateway, the entry point for everything we do is the online course. This is the most effective writing program out there, and it's the most comprehensive. It's all online. It's self-paced, and it is for drafting and revising that manuscript and setting yourself up with your brand, like all of it. Um, I don't even know how many modules there are right now, um, but it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of content. Um, so basically, you guys in the back, these are my students right here, three of them that happen to be here. All right. Can, could one of you, like, pitch style 10 seconds, talk about the value of the... Uh, um, because it's basically the course you just completed. You're just completing. CME, do you want to come talk in the mic? See, notice what I'm doing here, you guys. Everything I do is training and development. You're going to hear it entirely differently from Sammy than you are from me. So Sammy has manuscript submission requests. How many of them? Six. No, seven. Seven. From top deal making agents. One of them is, is Tor did Tora request you to? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, good. From, from deal top deal making agents. There we go. Here's Sammy. Sammy's, Sammy's a coach. So what do you want me to say? Ten seconds. The value of it's the CIC content. Oh, I see. Okay, so this course, I always say this, Angie is the only person, I'm the kind of person, guys, I'm not ashamed. I want a seven-figure deal. I'm going to, I have very specific things I want with my brand, and Angie is the only person that I found in the industry that is willing to, that looked at me, and I said, I want that. And she said, okay. So this course really transformed my life. But I tried to write manuscripts before this, and it doesn't just change your books. It really does transform your life. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. I could go on and on about it, but I promise you, there isn't anything else out there. I have looked. Thank you. That's what we call social proof. Like, I didn't see that. I didn't tell her what to say. Nothing like that. It's But I could put the mic in any student's hand, and you would get a version of that, right? Makes a difference to hear. See, and Jessica's done it as well. Um, how much time do I have, timekeeper? Three, four? Three. Okay, good. Yes, you can. Yes. But let me finish Let me finish that sentence real quick, and then I'm going to hand it to you. So that's what we call social proof. That's when um, somebody else says about you the thing that you would like to go out and say. See, it occurs as bragging. If I say it, it occurs as social proof. It's proof when somebody else says it. So write that down. That's something that you want to be interested in. So when I very first did this assignment that we did today, which is also in your course, this assignment where you write down all the things you're proud of, 
sorry, when I first did this assignment for you, um, it was incredibly painful for me. And I tried to write things and I just cried and cried and cried. And I, um, and, um, after working with you and I sat in this course today and I easily filled out my paper and I was like, Oh, I need time to write more things. And I thought something has transformed in me in the way that I see myself from working with Angie. So I appreciate Sammy's perspective about the professional development, but there's also, um, just personal transformation in working through your course, I think has been amazing. That's so great. So we have tools that are patent, like patentable tools to help you write, but really what I'm up to is giving you access to transformation such that you be the person that goes out there and sells book after book after book. That's really what we do, frankly. But we also teach you what works in the industry. Okay, so that's the online course for you guys only, 195 till Sunday. And we're in pre-launch, okay? And then we do a program. It's, it's, um, eight weeks long. It's incredible. It's online as well, so you can participate from anywhere, but you get me and you get all of our coaches and it's for revising that manuscript, taking it 10 times better. And this is after you think it's the best thing you can do. And then we do the crucible, which is, um, our pitch conference, uh, where the, yeah, no joke, we're the most effective in the world by the way, in the world. In six years, we've led this for hundreds and hundreds of students. We've led it. We used to lead it quarterly. Um, we've been leading it every six months. We're going to go down to once a year, okay, because it's also exhausting on our end. We work with about 30 or so literary agents, the producers that made Deadpool 2, the producers that made the Pirates movies, and about seven other producers, publishers. We train you in the pitch. We train you, and then you get to pitch. Okay. In six years, hundreds of students, we've never had anybody who didn't walk away with submission requests. Never. And it's like Sammy mostly. It's six, seven, something like that. Okay. That's what we do. And the gateway to all of it is the online course. So I just want to thank you for spending your morning with me.